Welcome to the Elite Podcast, where we discuss business, family, and life. Now, welcome to your hosts, Mr. H. Rod himself, Henry Rodriguez, and Ryan Arditi, the SCV MVP. All right, Podcast World, it's your favorite insurance guy, Henry Rodriguez, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Arditi, the SCV MVP. And we're here with Elite Podcast, Episode 6. Diddy, we're on our way, baby. Can't believe it. What's six? going on? Number six. I still remember Number episode six. Like Jordan, one. dude. Like yeah, six. that's true. Let's go. Um, Diddy, let's start with some real estate tips, man. I mean, it is, it's still a crazy market, huh? Still a crazy market. You know, I always say, uh, understand the market. Yep. Right? It's always changing. You need to understand the dynamics of what's going on. Hire a reputable agent. Okay. Right? I think you got to work with the agent with boots on the ground. And if you are a seller, you got to price your you home You said correctly. reputable agent, so you just crossed your name off? Or what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hold on. Shots I got fired. Good, I got good fired. reviews, man. <laughs> you got a good agent. You do have good reviews. I will give you that, man. Uh, but basically, just understand the market. It's changing every single day. Yep. And align yourself with an agent with boots on the ground who really is in tune with what's going on. Okay. Right? Oh, hey, that's great advice, man. From a professional. <laughs> Somewhat. A reputable professional. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the upcoming events in our, in our community. Like the one that I'm super yeah. duper excited You've about. You've been pumping this up for a while. Let's go. Right here. Dodger Day. Boom. Sponsored by your, your main guy. Hey. Your favorite insurance guy. Henry Rodriguez, June 17th against the Giants. Oh, wow. We're going to smash. I am surprised. There's two teams I despise, the Raiders and the Giants. (laughs) The Padres are creeping up. Voice, what you think? Are the Padres creeping up? Dude, I can't stand the Padres. I don't know who I can't stand more, the Padres or the Giants, but historically it's always been the Giants. But the Giants, are they even relevant anymore? They're just crybabies. They are. I'm surprised. The Dodgers are doing Great. Yeah. Right? I And the for, Padres aren't, right? They're not doing too good, right? Not as well as they For the are. money that the Padres yeah. have spent yeah. versus what we have, we're just we're just making cap space for Otani, baby. Next year. That's Actually, it might be this year and next year. 600 million, you think? Let's pay the man whatever. You're getting two players. You're getting a twofer. Who's getting the first billion-dollar contract? That's what I want to know. It may be Otani. Yeah, he's probably I'm worth stud it. Stud pitcher, stud hitter, yeah. voice. Twofer with Otani? Should the Dodgers go for Otani? Oh, voice. We're normally on the same page. I know, but, but the Angels the like pitcher. lead over into the Dodgers. I don't like. I no? don't like that. I don't know. I'm not. So you're an Angel hater? No, I just don't want our past to cross. I keep it clean. Okay, I keep it clean. I got gotcha. you. Maybe right. Trout. <laughs> we'll take Trout all day long. Yeah, right? I was about to say Trout all okay. day long. All right. But yeah. I love me so Otani. Okay. I would love him yeah. to be wearing the Dodger blue baby. Let's he would look go. Good. He would look good. Right. He's going to be in that. pinstripes, man. Yeah. Uh, that don't could say happen. that. That is my AL team, the Yankees. Dude, but I'm, don't say that. But I'm just, Bring the good vibes to LA. How okay? convenient to be a Yankee fan. Oh, Come on, right? Yeah. All right. So Santa Cruz Dodger Day. Dodger Day. I am thrilled to be the title sponsor. Um, another event that I'm excited about is the Santa Cruz Cinemas in the Park. Um, so they are um, showcasing um, kind of our like childhood uh, uh, movies, and they're doing it all over the the city and all of our different parks. Whoop! So how does that work? It's like at Heritage Park, Central at Park, all the parks. So they're gonna have movies at every single park. Yeah. So for oh, wow. example, they're doing the Little Rascals uh, in Newhall Park. They're doing Puss in Boots at Bridgeport Park. They're bringing Back to the Future at Central Park. They're doing Top Gun, one of my favorite movies. New now. one or the OG? The the new one, okay. The Maverick, which is dope. It's pretty right? good. Yeah. Uh, at Cannes Country Community Center, and then they're gonna wrap it up with uh, Hocus Pocus at uh, at the center. Is this all so, the same day? 
No, 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 no. Different days throughout the summer. Okay, kind of like concert at the park. Exactly. Movies at the park. So uh, if you're looking for some family fun throughout the summer, uh, check out the city's website, Cinemas at the Park. Again, sponsored by your favorite insurance guy, Henry Rodriguez. Uh, But man, you know what? I'm excited about our guest. I'm excited too. Episode six, we're bringing some heat. Rumor is he is the strongest guy in Santa Clarita. That's, that's not a rumor. <laughs> it's that's true? not a is rumor. It true? All right. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, drum roll, please. Mr. Antonio Leto, welcome to Elite Podcast, episode six. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your upbringing? Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in New York. I moved here when I was 15. Uh-huh. I uh, went to Valencia High School. Um, married with two kids, two beautiful boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, own two businesses, operate two businesses. Two businesses. Yeah. Is that the New Yorker in you? <laughs> a little bit, actually. You know, that, that's a big thing, dude. That New York hustle, it exists, bro. Yeah, Yo, for I sure. Agree. If you I live agree. in the city, you need three jobs just I, to get by. I love Manhattan, but you could small doses. Yeah. I mean, you could be dying on the sidewalk and people just walk in. Yeah. I got to get to my next meeting and <laughs> walk right over you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Man. I just went to New York. I haven't walked that much in my life. Yeah, I, I literally you, oh, you walk everywhere. Everywhere. Right. I walked from it was from uh, Central Park to literally like Fifth and oh, South. Yeah. Oh, it was long. That's it, that's it, like ten miles. Us, oh, it was, us, us LA long. guys, I drive to my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not walking. I walk to my mailbox. I'm driving to my mailbox. I'm Ubering to Domino's, man. <laughs> what was it like uh, growing up in New York? It was really cool, man. It yeah. was a predominantly Italian neighborhood. Okay, I have a ton of family there. I went to private Catholic school, yep. so that was a big change going from Catholic school, getting dressed every day. Uh-huh. I dressed like you go to work every day, you know, suit and tie. <laughs> That's why I fucking hate now, that stuff now. now you can't. This is your work attire now. I can't do it anymore. And then, um, By the way, That's, funny. that's a muscle shirt. That's not his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Yeah, it was, it was actually really cool, man. A lot of, um, I still talk to a lot of the people that I went to kindergarten with, Okay, wow. believe it or not. Very cool. And even though, like over time, we built such big bonds. Like mm-hmm. we were ten years old, taking the train together Crazy. at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Like imagine your boys taking a train. No, no, that's that not gonna happen. That's not a thing. I didn't take the train. I was nervous. They don't know what a train is. Yeah, by nervous. the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So transitioning from living the New York lifestyle to suburb Santa Clarita, you said you went to Valencia High School. Yeah. What was that like? It was crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of learning. I didn't know what avocados were. So like <laughs> we just talked about this. So, I didn't realize. So that. not SoCal. How do you not know what an avocado is? Yeah, Put avocado funny. on anything. I didn't know what a burrito, a taco, nothing. None of that. None no. of that. So it's a culture shock. It was crazy. Okay. And uh, but I love it. I love it here. Yeah. I can't imagine living anywhere else. How old were you when you came from New York to here? I was uh, fifteen. Okay. So you had a bunch of friends in New York. That probably oh, wasn't yeah. easy, right? I had a whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I had a girlfriend in New York. It was it was tough. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to your exciting passion project business. Yeah. Let's talk about your day job. Right. What do you do with Michael's company? So we install dedicated home theaters, home automation systems, networking, um, low voltage, custom integration. Okay. And I've been doing that for almost 20 years now. And you're downplaying that. You're not doing this for like your regular track home, right? You're doing this for celebrities, people with some... Yeah. Some money Can in we name pockets? drop a couple people here? Uh, probably not, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Hey, fair. Try. Hey, He's a true try. professional. You know what? Okay. You would name drop all day. I'm already name dropping. <laughs> so our uh, our first client, how we started Michael's company back in 1975, was Clint Eastwood. Okay. That was our first residential client. Very cool. And then it's just grown from there. Yeah. I mean, you're doing elaborate projects, right? Yeah. You're doing an entire studio in someone's house. Yeah. Right. Movie theaters, 
custom TVs coming out left and right. Yeah. That type of stuff. It's fun yeah. stuff, man. Jen and Ben <clears throat> might be giving you guys a call soon, right? Nice. They just closed on a $60 million house. You see that? Jeez. Yeah. yeah $60 probably, million. Yeah. Yeah, they're calling Michael's company. For sure calling him. Definitely. <laughs> well, you see uh, um, $200 million was uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's right. In Malibu. Mm-hmm. Dude, two, 200 What's the commission on like? Yeah, that's, a lot. that's a lot. You're doing the numbers already? I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's switch gears now. So um, I've known you. I've been blessed to know you and call you one of my best friends for a long time now, long man. Time, man. I've seen you develop this concept, this vision, this dream into a reality, yeah. which is called Grit OCR. Right. Tell us about the thought process. Tell us about how you made one of your dreams come true. Yeah. So it was... Uh, situation where I wanted a side business. I didn't know what it was going to be. So we started a brand called Grit. And our first run at it was we, we thought we were going to be a gym. I was going to open up a fitness center to train people for obstacle course racing, strongman comps, a little bit of CrossFit, just a well-rounded gym. And the more I thought about it, I was like, if I'm going to do something, I need to be in it and I need to do it perfect. And I didn't think I could do that while running my day-to-day okay. company. There's yeah. just no way. So one day, mm-hmm. um, met some couple that host their own trail races and I had this offhand conversation I was like hey do you guys ever think about hosting an obstacle course race and my partner Jenny she's crazy and she was just like yeah <laughs> you and me we'll do it together I've met Jenny <laughs> Jenny is the sweetest but most insane person he's ever. not lying yeah she's crazy but it was an idea that just spawned from there okay and then it just started to make sense I'm like okay I don't want to be competition with all of these gyms in Santa Clarita I'm friends with all of them yep so I don't want to create you know, something where we feel like we're competing for clients, right? Right, right, right. right. I want to bring all of the gyms in Santa Clarita and the Valley and everything together yep. for a day where we can all be in one place where you all enjoy a, a time together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah. And now you're in your fifth year, sixth year? Sixth year. Sixth year. Yeah. Man, time, time flies. Time flies. I man. like the word grit because it says so much about what we need to survive, especially right. in today's world. I mean, grit, if you have grit, you already have a head start, right? It's, it's who you are as a person. Well, that's what I wanted. So to even host it that first year, and I, I think you can attest to this because yeah. we were neighbors, it was everyday work, Michael's company, 10 hours, yep. get home, sit on the couch for a second, and mentally have to have that that talk with myself like, all right, I got to go build obstacles for another three or four hours. It was crazy to watch him and his desire, his passion, your grit yeah. to accomplish this, that you're one. Yeah. Because you were creating these obstacles with your bare hands. Yeah. It was... I was calling him Jesus for a little while. He's a carpenter. <laughs> I'm like, man, this guy is the most, uh, you can pivot hard, dude. Yeah. And the voice talks that we talked about pivoting hard. That was your hard pivot for you in terms of like going from Michael's company to making your dream come true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Building all these obstacles. What kind of mindset are you in? Like you were just talking about 10 hours during your day job and then putting in probably equivalent for at least a few months. Yeah. Another 10 hours at grit. Yeah. What was that like? I think the biggest obstacle is trying to get over yourself and, and not be worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't very much like, if I build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. It was very much like, can I build it? Yeah. Will anybody come? Sure. <laughs> and I was like... It was I, a passion. Yeah. Though. And you got to get over that. Yeah. And then once you get over that, everything else flows. Yeah. So once you start, you know, getting past all of the insecurities and the worry, yeah. and you just focus on the goal, yeah. everything else just falls into place. Yeah. Is it limited to Santa Clarita or have you guys expanded? Right now it is just because of logistics. I just don't have the bandwidth personally um, being able to do something somewhere else. We wanted to, yeah. but uh, it takes a lot. You know, it's, a, it's a logistical nightmare to host one of these events. Yeah, yeah. It, It's huge. It, I've seen it from a few hundred people yeah. to 
we were, we were probably approaching several thousand people attending your two to three day event now. Yeah. So I think that this year we'll have our, it's already gained a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, we're finally at that teenage stage, I think, as a company okay. where we're starting to figure ourselves out. Um, last year was great. COVID definitely, you know, yeah. kind of poked a hole in us. We were leaking, leaking for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about the weather. It is always a joke when we get together. <laughs> yeah, dude. They have, they're so, that you, you guys have gone so unlucky. It's so bad. At, with exception this past year. This year was okay, great. Okay, but the in years past, you've been so unlucky yeah. with the weather. Yeah. Talk to us about working through all that. <laughs> so the first year was hard. I, I, we started on Monday to start building the Monday before the event. And then it rained half that day. And I had this goal in my head like, hey, we're going to get two obstacles done. By the end of the day, I had a quarter of one obstacle done. Wow. My truck got caught in a in a mud pit. I had to tow it out with another car. It was horrible. For I remember you had pitched in tent. You're like sleeping on site. <laughs> yeah, dude. This, this, this guy's a real storm? deal. This is like when we had rain. So no, no, no. This is year. a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah but, so the first year, the weather was actually great. Race day, the race week was not great. Right. Second year, it rained all week. And it was so bad. And what's crazy about Santa Clarita is in Valencia, it could be sunny. And in Canyon Country, it could be... A hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the day before our second event, Mal calls me. She's at Valencia Mall at Lululemon doing registration, like pre check in. And she calls me and she's like, Hey, babe, how's it going? And I'm like, Are you serious right now? I'm like, Half of our tents are blown away. <laughs> I'm like, The entire festival is flooded. Yeah. All of the obstacles are drenched. And she's like, Oh, it's like sunny and 80 degrees here. Uh, and she was only like 10 miles away. Crazy. And then third year was actually pretty okay. Fourth year was July. So we hosted in, in July. And it was like 106 degrees by the time we, we sent off our last wave. People were dropping like flies. Yeah, dude. Are you we, always in similar locations in Santa Clarita? We've or always you... been at the same one. Okay. So East Walker Ranch off Placerita Canyon Okay, has yeah. been our, our spot. Dude, I, I love that spot so much. And it's how, big, how big is it? Is it like So we a... have a five-mile course and an eight-mile course. Wow. That's yeah. no joke. I've done yeah. the five-mile. Have you done it? I've done it. I think I've I saw the times. picture when you yeah. did that. Yeah. Actually, the voice did it with me one year. I was going to say, year one. What year was year one? 2017. Okay, so I was trying to figure that out. So that that means it was February 17th or mm-hmm. 17th because that happens to be my dad's birthday. Wow. And we, I was going through like a big change <clears throat> in my life. Yeah. And um, I had just lost some weight and I got out there with a team the of group that I was working out with. Yeah. And if it wasn't for me telling myself that I'm doing this for my dad, I would have quit. Yeah. I would have quit. Wow. It was that tough and it was that gritty that, and man, I hugged my kids, my wife, or my son actually, because I didn't have my daughter, but I remember jumping up on the. Um, it was like a monkey bar. The monkey, the bar, monkey bar, bar. Yeah. Yeah. at yeah. the end. Yeah. And both of my calves got instant craps as oh. soon as I jumped up there. I was just, I mean, I was in tears mm-hmm. emotionally, physically. It, it ate me up, but. <laughs> I, you know, at the same time, that's what we do, right? That's the goal. The voice got some grit. Yeah. Yeah. The voice voice has some grit. He's got some grit for sure. But I I had those moments that he had building it. Yeah. And I want people to have those moments running it because those moments are important. They're game changing who you, who you really are. Yeah. David Goggin type exactly. moments. <laughs> yep. Yes. Do they change every uh, year? New course obst- every year. So it's always new. It's so always you're coming new. up with a new idea pretty much every not, year? Not always the new obstacles. We'll elaborate obstacles, but the course is always different. And this year, this past year, was our hardest course we've ever done. And it was uh, it was great, dude. We got such good reviews. It was a great. Thank it was a God great. I skipped this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back next year. <laughs> Let's do it Hardest. Next year. Where do you get your inspiration for all the obstacles you're building? So like this year, one of the best things I think that we did was at the end of the race, 
you could see the finish line okay. coming, right? You're coming down this huge hill and you see the finish line, the last obstacle. You get down this huge hill and there's an arrow pointing right. And now all of a sudden you're going on a one mile excursion with a backpack when you thought you were done. And that's kind of like business, right? Yeah. I mean, everything in life. Like, like you think you're almost done and then something throws a turn and it's how Always. you handle yeah, that. Then life right? gets in the way. Then life yeah. gets in the way, dude. How you pivot. You're not done. The hell you're done. Yeah. yeah. Get back over here. And that's the inspiration. Yeah. And then okay. also, you know, like when you pair obstacles together, like the first year it was like, all right, we're going to go uphill with a backpack. We're going to go carry a sandbag. We're going to go crawl. And it's just back to back to back. And it's a lot like life, dude. It's like taking your kids to, to softball no. and then getting home and then the dog's sick. And then, you know, you, you then the water heater breaks. Yeah. And, and you just got clients are calling you. So your wife's hungry. Or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. Speaking of wives. <laughs> You get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Answer this question carefully. Okay. She's my favorite Aletto, by the way. Okay, what is, it, what is it like to work with your wife with grit? It has been an incredible experience to be able to share that journey with somebody else. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I think it's brought us closer as people. I think it's brought us, you know, we, we've grown a lot from it. Yep. And it is a true testament when you can get through something that stressful that you guys are a real team. I love it. Yeah, you know, like that's that's now, huge. Just make sure I said you're my favorite a little. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. I mean, anytime you could do something passionate with someone you love. Yeah, dude. I mean, it just you that's can't huge. quantify that into words. There's right? always a moment at the end of the day where we look at each other and we just give each other a nod, like we I did got, it. I we did you. it. <laughs> we did it. You know, and, and that's those moments are incredible, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's awesome. Does the voice think I can fulfill or complete one of these courses absolutely okay. yeah wow okay. you're, you're giving a lot of credit a lot of love today yeah. like yeah. you heard that you heard that henry did it right i've heard it several times by the way <laughs> on the topic of the voice voice let's hear from you um this question is going to be geared towards either myself or to antonio or maybe both of us can answer yeah i'm going to come i'm going to go back to you i'm going to throw it okay. back to you but um so we're June right now, end of the first half of the year. I want to talk about something that you've implemented or you've been doing in that first half of the year, mm-hmm. whether it be a daily routine, a morning routine, or or something to do with your business yep. that you're going to continue to implement for the, for rest, the rest of the, of the year, year. Yep. because it's been working yeah, for so you. So for me, um, I've got some inspiration from um, one of your favorite people, Andy Frisella. So I'm using his notebook to be proactively planning the day that is ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And that's been a game changer for me to really identify the more the most important things that I have to get done, like the the non negotiables versus your laundry list. Because you can get you can get totally lost in your thirty things you have to do, but when you pick apart the four or five things that have to get done today, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. So I, I will continue to do that. Um, and then <clears throat> I hate reading. I'm more of a spark notes type of guy, but I'm making myself read. So I'm going to continue to read at least five pages every single day. I'll, I'll probably continue doing that for the rest of my life. Love that. Yeah. I'm more of an Audible guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah I love that too. Yeah. Audibles, yeah. You kind of, the voice got me onto Audibles a little bit. Good, man. I'm actually weird. I don't like Audible. So I, I prefer to read, even though I don't like reading. But I just have to, you find the right books for me. So. I probably read three books in my life. Like in your entire life? <laughs> probably. One of them was a child called It. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear from Antonio. For what? On that question. Oh, on that same topic. Yeah. Um, God. So I, I've been prioritizing myself in the mornings okay. and it's made my day a lot more enjoyable. Okay. So I usually wake up and I would go straight into work. So now in the mornings I wake up and I take like an hour, either I go to the gym or I take it at home 
Like just, hey, I'm gonna have some coffee. I'm gonna sit on the couch. I'm not gonna start my day in this cyclone. Yep. I'm gonna start chill and I'm gonna ease into it. And it's made me a lot happier throughout the day. No phones, no emails. Yeah, the morning nothing. is you own your morning. Yeah, five a.m. Like wake up and I'm like, okay, Ugh, next hour. Five a.m. are brutal. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah. you don't. You gotta try it, bro. Ugh, yeah, I can so do six. Five is a little. I'm rough. six a.m. Yeah, six a.m. for sure. I'm a five a.m. is rough. Yeah, it's a little tough. Oh, but. You know, voice. I'm a night owl. I go to sleep sure, yeah. 12, 12, 12, 30 regularly. To wake up at five, it will be tough. Yeah, but six is good. Not eight hours is important, dude. To what Antonio said, though, the mornings are very important, right? I, I reiterate what you said. Like, when you get your morning down, I feel like the rest of the day flows better. Flows better. Yeah. If you, you read know? some more books, you would read it in about wow. five or six of the most popular books out there right now talking about your morning routine. Yeah. It's very important to the success level that you're trying to reach yeah. is by making sure that you're hitting all those. I figure you read it. Things. You let me know. I got and then you. I implement it. I got We're you. We're friends. <laughs> I got you. That's how we roll here. Absolutely. Antonio, we've been... You know, You've been amongst one of my best friends for a long time. We've had trips. One of my favorite trips is to Cabo. Remember that one time we wore the same shorts? <laughs> and I had the five-inch team. You had the, the longer ones. Oh, man. I thought we weren't going to disclose I, this. I never want to compete against this guy. Shirtless in Cabo with, with these board shorts. Oh, we wore wow. the same exact ones. You Can were we, shirtless and he was shirtless? We were both were oh, shirtless. Wow. Yeah. Can we get that picture from like, the YouTube, the, the YouTube version of this podcast? Yeah. Did you enjoy that, that trip? I did. I actually enjoyed every time that you guys, we've ever hung out, dude. Like, we have grown uh, together as people. Yep. Business our owners. Our kids have grown together. Yeah. Like, it, these are the relationships that I think are so important, dude. 100%. And it takes grit to be friends with people, too, right? Yeah, like, well, for sure. Bro, there's been times I've looked at you like, I'm going to strangle you yeah. right now. I was going to say, I didn't know people <laughs> love you so much. Yeah. Like, geez, Louise, man. I got some real relationships, wow. Eddie. Yeah, yeah, dude. We're getting yeah. there, though, yeah. maybe. You, you don't love Henry until you strangle him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touche. You touched on the point in terms of kids. Yeah. So that's one of the topics that I wanted to make sure that we brought up is raising young men in today's world. Yep. Loaded question. What are you doing? You have two yourself, two, yeah. young, two young boys, plus you're also mentoring, training, kicking their butt, your your uh, um, your football team yeah. with the Spartans. Tell me what what uh, all that is like. Yeah, so that's been something where my uh, my wife approached me and was like, I think you should be a coach. You're not busy enough, Antonio. Yeah. I don't think you're doing it. <laughs> what are you doing all day long? And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh -huh. I'm like, I, I played football for, you know, half a season, and I was terrible. I'm not going to. Ryan played college, believe it or not. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> Welker. <laughs> Ryan Welker over here, everybody. I, I mean, I love the game. I love the sport. Um, but I was like, I don't really have anything to give these kids. Uh -huh. And then as I thought about it, I was like, hey, it's, it's two hours of uninterrupted time with my kid every day. Mm -hmm. And that became more important to me than anything else. Yeah. So then I get in there and I watch these kids do push-ups and run and I'm like, okay, now I need now I could I could figure this out. <laughs> Let me I create the obstacle course for, yeah. for yeah, 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 for sure. So he oh, posted stuff on Instagram. I said, poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some dark moments. Today, yeah, dude. are they still running up that big hill? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. With yeah. sandbags. Yeah. yeah. Burpees all the way up. Yeah, so Saugus Hill, right? Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. we're doing. It's and tough. There, there's not a lot of people that'll impose that on 11 and 12 year olds because yeah. they don't think that they can. Yeah. Those kids are more men than some men I know. Man, yeah. it's crazy. Like, yeah. they are so strong and so resilient. And uh, seeing them grow up has been a big thing for me mm -hmm. because I've seen things that I've been able to implement into their lives and how they've taken it and ran with it yep. in four or five years. Yeah. And showing, um, showing men that suffering, shared suffering especially, whether it's physical or you're starting a business together, like you guys are starting this together, uh -huh. there's shared suffering in all this, right? Yeah. Like, you guys have moments together where you're like, 
this sucks. Probably. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that makes you guys Being strong. Ryan's co-host. Yeah. 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 yeah that makes you guys stronger <laughs> yeah. business partners. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we do it on the other end where it's just like, all right, we're doing 100 burpees as a team together Ugh. in 105 degree heat. And then we're going to go run a mile. And not a lot oh, of... Oh, you weren't done after 100 burpees? No, yeah, bro, wow. never done. Ugh. Never done. And uh, this year it was... It showed last year on the field where in the fourth quarter, our linemen were still upright and not breathing heavy. Mm-hmm. And all of the other teams... Were gassed. Were gassed and they couldn't, and they couldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the physical aspect of it, but it also shows like these kids are always keeping their composure too. Yeah. And they're not throwing punches on the field because they get all of that out at practice. practice yep. So they're not going and just punching some kid in the helmet because they get pissed off. Right. All of that aggression's already gone. And I feel the same way about myself. Like wow. somebody rear ends me on the freeway. I get out. I'm like, dude, are you okay? I'm not going crazy because I already let all my aggression out at the gym. Well, they see you. They're like, we're not going crazy on this guy. <laughs> I'm not even getting out of the car. I'm not even getting out of the car. You hit somebody. They're asking you if you're okay. So now. I just go pull the dent out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like what you said about. Uh, I like you, what he said about mental toughness. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. this generation, uh, do you feel it lacks a little bit mental toughness? Yeah. When I, so this year we've combined two teams together. Okay. And we're training on Saturdays with another team at our division. They're not going to be on our team, but just another one. And I've met all these kids, and I look at all of them, and I'm like, someone has done a disservice to you mm-hmm. along your lifetime because you just don't you don't have it. Yeah. You know, you, immediately when things get hard, you tap out. You're having these tough conversations with 11, 12-year-olds. We've been having those conversations with these kids since they were eight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, you could tell when a kid has it or they don't. Yeah. Right, like if if the kid is struggling, but he keeps moving, that's a testament to the rest of his life. Yeah, because that's what life is, right? You struggle and you keep mm. moving. Yeah, and um, mental toughness is one of the biggest things that I want to impose, like on my kid. Like the other day, Mal calls me and goes, "Gavin has a headache. We're gonna keep him home from practice." I'm like, "When I get home, that kid's gonna run <laughs> no two and a half miles <laughs> Wrong outside." Ask. Wrong yeah. ask. But that's the thing is yeah. that I want to teach him that I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're tired. You made a commitment to something. You got to do I it. I like that. I like it too. And I like that a lot. And that's huge. You made a commitment. The thing I love yeah. about this, I was going to say the thing I love about sports is it teaches them lessons that sometimes it's hard for us to get across. Yeah. Right. I struggle that with my son. And that's kind of how my brand was born through coaching with my son and kind of giving those life lessons through sports. Right. You know. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I think every kid should play a sport. I think every, especially young boys, all young boys should play a sport yeah. and have put themselves in a position where they have to perform for someone else yeah. and make sure that they're part of a team and that they're carrying their weight. That's huge. And dude, you are making such an impact in this world through your work with these young men. Yeah. Yeah. The voice, you have a son as well. Guillermo, yeah. he's going to love Uncle HR right after giving him a shout out. Guillermo. Guillermo. You're, you're having those same conversations about you, if you commit to something, you you have to execute. From your perspective, can you share those conversations you're having with your son? Oh, man. Yeah, I could go for days on this topic. But, um, you know, kudos kudos to you and in, in coaching and what you're giving your kid. Um, I know from me, you know, not to get too too personal, but I left my son's mother when he was four years old. So it was uh, myself and, and Guillermo uh growing up together i was still a kid i didn't know what i was doing you know but i had my role dog like he went everywhere with me everywhere um and he actually is 
become where he's very comfortable with my friends because he's used to communicating to him. He wasn't hanging out with kids his own age because I had him going out with me. I mean, if I was going out, <laughs> Guillermo was going, going out, <laughs> right? So it hasn't been till probably like more recently. I, I, I would go with 11, 12 years old. Yeah. He's 14 now that I had to flip the switch and no longer become his or become his friend anymore and I had to become his father. Mm -hmm. And that was a very hard time for the two of us. We yeah. butted heads a lot. He didn't understand it and I I had to explain it. I lost my dad when I was 21 years old and the way that I got it across to him was telling him in my eyes I only got seven more years with you, dude, and we and we fell behind. And you're going to be a toughest, baddest kid, and 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 you're you're going to change the world, man. Yeah. You're 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 one of the most special kids that I've ever met in my life. And I'm not just saying that because he, he he's mine. He has the heart of gold, and he's going to do big things. And he has the gift of gab. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't he's know where definitely he a mini from. voice. Yeah, yeah. Wonder where he gets that voice. from. Yeah, for sure. Ryan, you're yeah. you're you've raised a a grown man now. Yeah, Logan close. is. 19. He's a grown man. Yeah, he's close. What What were your conversations with like, with him like early on? You know, uh, similar to Christian, you know, I was younger when I had my son, and uh, I separated from his mom when I was younger, so he went with me everywhere as well. And in, in the beginning, it was a balance of trying to stay as his father and his friend, mm -hmm. right? Because so what I did is I just indulged myself in coaching. That's why I kind of love Antonio's story where I just coached, and I was able to spend time with mm -hmm. him and kind of teach him lessons and through that our relationship just evolved <clears throat> and now he's 19 and it's a different relationship i'm yep. getting used to it yeah. right like i it's it's easier said than done when your son is getting older yeah. because you still want that connection which we have but sometimes i feel like i'm bugging him a little bit yeah. so i got to kind of let him yeah. go a little bit you know, it's, you know? It's certainly a, a unique thing that all four of us are going through you know raising young men i have a 10 year old and maybe you guys can help me with some advice Having the conversation, the burden bees conversation, that's coming up. Mm. Yep. Have you guys already had that conversation? What did that look like? I think my son had it with me. What, <laughs> what, were, the, what were his talking points, Ryan? Uh, we'll go to the voice on this yeah. one. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. No one wants to give me any wow. advice. Wow. And you know what? You honestly, you want to just keep the communication line yeah, open, yeah, you know, and that. and they're gonna they're gonna talk to you if if they're comfortable with talking mm -hmm. to you. So you may, you better make sure that you, that you're able to be communicated right. with, you know. And for Jacob, I actually, you know, we dropped in a car at the beginning of this this year, mm -hmm. and uh, we worked together on Saturdays for four hours a day, and that's when uh, I had it in my <clears> head that we were gonna have these conversations, and it just kind of happens more naturally, yeah. and just so that they know. Dude, you the boss, <laughs> but you ain't the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to take care of your your stuff, or you know, yeah, yeah. it could be a long road for you, man. Yeah. And and that's not what we want. Come to dad if if you're gonna be embarrassed going to the drugstore and buying condoms. I got you. Yeah. Like, you know, let's talk about this. Let's be smart about yeah. it. It's going to happen. Hormones are yeah. crazy. I remember 14 years old. You know, I, I, I remember going to school and being like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. so we, we got to just yeah. prepare them yeah. and, and be able to be communicated with. Yeah. Right. They're, they should not be in trouble for what they're feeling. For sure. Especially right. in a world of Me Too movement. They yeah. have to be careful. Yeah. You know, they, it's different than our world. One hundred percent. I think that's yeah. the conversation that I've been having with my son, even at 19 like be smart yeah right don't put yourself in these positions where anything could happen yeah, yeah. you know for sure yeah, i mean the the conversation of, of a you know just using a condom is a lot less expensive than the alternative right, right. so 
having that conversation early mm-hmm. on. Like I said, my Jaden just turned ten, and um, we were at uh, this past weekend's baseball tournament, and we're in the, after after playing three games. And again, I got little guys, right? I don't have to worry about like um, I don't have to worry about much in terms of real life. But you got in the car, I'm like, oh, yeah. what is that smell? Oh yeah. And I looked over, I'm like, Jane, is that you? So I got out of the car. Yeah, sure. He had BO, but he's 10 years old. Yeah. Doesn't wear deodorant yet. So I had to have a conversation like, hey, son, you're 10 years old now. Your body's going to be changing. Things like this are going to happen. And then he starts talking about the voice. He goes, yeah, uh, your voice will change. You get deeper like dad's. So you have to make sure like, you know, that you, when you get in the shower that you, you're washing all your body parts correctly <laughs> and we're going to have to get you deodorant. So it was my first experience in, in having real life man to man conversation with my little man. You can still see him as a, as a baby. Right. Yeah. So you're going to have to tell him every day to put that deodorant uh, on. Yeah. So man, the, that, that, conversation, <laughs> that conversation yeah. just got oh, started. Really? Yeah. Is um, that with Gavin? Oh, so Gavin will leave his gloves from football in my car. <laughs> I don't remember how bad football gloves smell. Oh. I get so mad. Dude. Oh Horrible. my God. Horrible. And then his cleats smell like, it's so bad, dude. It gets, it gets way worse. It gets I think worse. the kids smell oh, worse great. now than they did when we were young. Oh, my God. I don't goodness. know what it is, man. Yeah. It's in the water. But, yeah, I, mean, I think all four of you guys would agree that it, it's a unique world, a unique society, and we're doing a tough task, a tough job in raising young men yeah. in today's world. I'd rather raise a son that would go to war in 1942 than raise a kid that has to go into the workforce in 2030. Yeah. That's, that's actually yeah. great. And I like yeah. that, actually. Right? It's true. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great. It's going to be right? tough. It, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? It sounds like we're all in the right mindset. Obviously, for sure, you are. Yeah. Um, dude, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, with Michael's man. company, with Greg, you're doing an amazing job. I love you, brother. Explain to me and to the world, though, I'm going to change completely directions here, the infatuation with Michael Myers. <laughs> I remember when we first met, <laughs> I, I walked into your house and you were literally burning a candle with Michael Myers' face on it. Is it Jesus Michael Myers? Yeah. What's up with it, dude? All right. So not a lot of people look at it this way, and it's hard to look at if you don't know the series or don't know the character. But I think I I admire him in the fact that he has extreme focus on what he wants. You admire Michael Myers? I do. He is focused. He's laser laser (laughs) focused on one goal. He don't blink an eye. No. So like in the beginning of the movie, he doesn't talk for 30 years. You're serious a, about this right now. Dead He's looking at dead like in it. the eye. I'm dead serious about okay. this. So in the beginning of the movie, he doesn't talk for 30 years. Okay. Right? And then he sees an opportunity one night uh-huh. to get out. So he seizes that one opportunity, mm-hmm. but it took him 30 years to get there. Sounds so like that's, Eminem. that's delayed gratification, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge it's like commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment. And he didn't speak a word for 30 years. <laughs> So he's been able to live inside of his head. And I think living inside of your head is also something that's really important. Okay. Being able to talk to yourself. Yeah. Right. And then super strong, right? And I think that strength comes from determination. Okay. Now there's no there's no mysticism with that whole story, right? Like he's just a normal dude mm-hmm. that decided that he wanted to kill his sister. <laughs> It's a normal dude. I don't know if he's normal, <laughs> but I love how you made Michael Myers into like a superhero. I, he voice, what do you think about pretty this? Solid. We need some feedback from the voice here. I mean, I've seen Michael Myers. I do not know the story, but you just knowing that story and being able to tell it like that. I yeah, mean, and he's tell, relentless. Tell yeah. me more. He's tell relentless. Me more. He's gets, relentless. Gets knocked down and he uh-huh. gets back up. Okay. Right. So he'll get shot six times. Brush it off, get back up. And that's something that I also like. Oh, 50 Cent did the same thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Put him at the same level? <laughs> and Tupac. Off of him, dude. Yeah. That's funny. Shout yeah. out to Tupac who just got his My, star on the Hall of Fame. He did he? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. My last question for you What's your favorite Halloween movie? 
Halloween, dude. No, but which one? There's like 19 of them. Oh, the original first one. The, the OG. OG. The OG, OG first one. 1970 something or 80. Okay. Yeah. That's the OG one. That's the OG okay. one. Okay. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, I saw it. It's yeah. great. I like Halloween. It's like good. Out of all of them, I used to be a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I always yeah. thought the first Nightmare on Elm Street was really, really good. But Michael Myers, man, I wouldn't, he's kind of scary. And what about the last two? Yeah. The last, it's always a trilogy. The first one was legit. I ended up actually working for the director. How cool. Which was cool, okay. right? And then um, like it was right after the first one. And I wanted to go up to him and say, hey, great. Like I really enjoyed the movie. But you couldn't? And then <laughs> I he's the most honest person you know. He's the most honest person yeah. you'll ever meet. And then the second movie came out and I actually had an opportunity to go talk to him. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. That was dog shit. <laughs> was the first one when he was in the uh Straight to the asylum? director. Yeah. The insane asylum, right? Yeah. I actually like that oh, one. Hollow yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother Leto, thank you so much for coming on to our, our uh, elite podcast, man. Thank you guys awesome. for having me. Man, a lot to me. Sign us off, did he? Wow, episode six. Six. I can't believe it. So uh it's been awesome. It's been a run, and we're just getting started. And we're going to keep it going for sure. We're officially out. Elite Podcast, Episode 6. We're out. Thanks, guys. <laughs>